Hey, what's up, Packers Nation? This is Andrew Ware coming at you with another episode of Packers Fans Only. Thanks for checking it out and giving it a listen. It's been a little while since I've got to record, so let's get right into it. Unfortunately, I'm recording the end of the season podcast right now. Really was hoping to be recording a playoff preview podcast, maybe a playoff win podcast, although I don't think we would have beat the Niners for what it's worth, but... Regardless, the Packers season ended in a defeat at home against the Detroit Lions, unfortunately. I didn't get to record also during the winning streak that we had, four games, where we seemed to kind of catch lightning in the bottle, we looked alright, although you gotta ask after that loss against Detroit, how good were we actually during that four game span? I don't know. I don't think I don't think we were that good. I think we were we are who we thought we were, unfortunately. I think that's what I have to say about the Packers season. But let's go back to that four game winning streak. Let's go to the first game, first win against Chicago. I recorded after that. So, you know, we beat a struggling Chicago team, team that ended up being the worst team in football. So we win against Chicago. We struggle to win against Chicago, but you know, all right, we're figuring out. We're figuring out how to win. We're figuring out how to. You got to build on each win, and we're figuring out how to go forward in this season and build up wins, right? And then we play potentially at that point the best game of the season to beat the Los Angeles Rams. However, it's another team struggling, not that good. All these things about him that you, all these things you can say about that team, and Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. They're they're just not that good. But we play maybe our most complete game of the season. You feel good coming out of that win, right? Your head held high. You're feeling all right. You're feeling good about the Packers. I I I also felt good. I don't know in retrospect how good we actually should have been feeling, but. I'm, I don't want to just seem like I'm just constantly downing the Packers. This was a very down year, though, so it's hard not to... It's hard to record a podcast and talk about these things without seeming like I'm a little down on the Packers because I think the truth is we all are a little down on the Packers this year. So it kind of is what it is. But you know what? I was excited. What You know, great win. Oh, you know, we beat the Rams. We're looking good. We're Playoff hopes are... You know, they're, it's kind of like a dog, you know, hearing a squirrel, right? The they're, the the head is up, right? Again, instead of just sleeping, the, the dog's head is up, and it's kind of, kind of, kind of maybe it's ears perk, maybe it's looking around a little, and you're thinking, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And you're thinking maybe it could happen, right? And Christmas Day, we beat a playoff team in the Miami Dolphins. Although Tua has a concussion, Dolphins maybe they're they're an okay team. They're they were a playoff team. They were a good team. All right, you got to be a good team to make playoffs. They're a good team, but not having Tua obviously at his full strength. There again, you could say what you want about the win, but. We went and we won. You know, obviously, never apologizing for winning this league. I'm just kind of picking apart these wins from now the retrospect of not making the playoffs, right? That That's 
where I, I think it's pretty clear that's what I'm doing here. Here, Tua gets a concussion. Yeah, I, actually, pause the conversation here. Talk about Tua briefly. What a horrible story that is uh, for his sake. I, I just feel so bad for him to hear that he the next day he was looking at film with his coach and could not remember things from the game before. Like he admitted that he could not remember certain plays or certain scenarios that had happened in the game, the Packer game before he was looking at film with his coach. And that's all the love in the world to Tua. That's, that's sad. And, and there has been a serious, horrible handling of his health in Miami that they have allowed him to, to, for, you know, early in the season, allowed him to even play in that next game. And then in this game, a lot in the Packer game, he never got taken out. They allowed him to continue to play with a concussion. And I mean, honestly, you look at things he's saying, it's like a Troy Aikman level of concussion at this point. I don't know if, if he's going to play football again, I, I feel terrible for him. Uh, seriously, you know, on a serious note, all, all the, all the love and everything to Tua because I, I don't think he, well, and, and I don't, I, he does not deserve that. And that's horrible. And the Miami doctors just, I, I don't know what's going on down there, but that, that is awful because he, I, I don't know if, if any doctor is going to tell him that, uh, you know, he can play an NFL career now with the level of concussions that he suffered. So that that's horrible. So anyway, so the Dolphins, they don't, you know, they have a, the injured to a, but we beat them, right? And they're a playoff team. And that, that's a, that's a good win, right? You know, good, good win, good victory over the Dolphins on Christmas, you know, hashtag all I want for Christmas is a playoff berth, right? You're, Thinking, all right, maybe this is going to happen. And then the big game, the Minnesota Vikings at Lambeau Field. A team that, thank God, lost to the Giants. Love to see it. This is like a proxy victory Monday, isn't it? Because the Dol- or the, the Dolphins, the Vikings are done, one and done in the playoffs. You love to see it. You know, their, their trophy case remains... Empty and remains, you know. I think the best use of it is to turn it into aquarium, turn it into an aquarium for the kids, at this point, because there's, you know, no, nothing in it. So, perfect, perfect for that. Um, but anyway, um, Vikings, we play a great game against the Vikings. Nixon has a run back. The defense is creating turnovers, and they've been creating turnovers not only in that game but in the Dolphins game. And in the uh, Rams game, right? The defense is coming together. They're creating turnovers. You have this, just this great feeling coming out of that Minnesota game. Defense looked good. Special teams looked good. The offense, though, however, continued to struggle in the red zone. That's, that was a problem all year, right? The offense really struggled in the red zone. I'll get more to that when I go and talk about this Detroit game. So, the best game we play all year, we blow out the Minnesota Vikings. It's wonderful, right? You know, 
Alexander's, Alexander's hitting the gritty against Justin Jefferson. We're all hitting the gritty, right? Love to see it. Love to go out and dominate the Minnesota Vikings. Screw the Vikings. Love to see them get beat. You know, hate the Minnesota Vikings. We all do. So what What a great victory. That was the best game of the, Packer, of the Packers season by far. That was, that, was, that was amazing. So you're thinking, all right, here we go. We got one game against the Lions, who are a good team. Don't get me wrong. They are a good team. Dan, Dan Campbell has that team playing very well. So we have the Lions at home. Sunday night football underneath the lights. Aaron Rodgers to go to the to go to the playoffs. Here we go. Here it is. Here's here's our moment. Here is Aaron Rodgers' moment. Here is the the fifty million dollar man's going to take control of this game, and we are going to win. And it's going to be a tough game, but we're going to beat the Lions, right? We are going to go to the playoffs. We're at home. We punch our ticket to the playoffs at home. This is this is it for us. Right? And what happened? We lose to the Lions because our offense is anemic. Our red zone offense is horrible. We kick, as LaFour said, we kick just enough field goals to lose the game. I know he didn't say that after the game, but he said that earlier in the season. That is exactly what happened. Our red zone offense all year had been a problem. Our offense never clicked this entire season. We the worst red zone offense in all of football. What what happened, you know, to you know, what was it? 2 years ago when it was the gold zone and we were so efficient in the red zone to this year to the worst red zone offense in football. Chris Collinsworth put it really well during the broadcast and he said if the Packers go on and miss the playoffs. They can look. They they're probably going to look back at these two games against their red zone offense in these two games against the Lions. And remember, Aaron Rodgers threw an interception in the end zone in the early game against the Lions. Threw the ball way behind David Bakhtiari on the the other trip to the red zone against the Lions. He we failed to get it in the end zone this time against the Lions. It was terrible. Our red zone offense was horrible. And Rodgers put it really well. He said that every problem that we had came up against, all season came up against the Lions. And that's absolutely true. Nixon didn't have a big return. But that's going to happen, right? You know, they're going to figure out, they're going to make sure that they are covering our returner. You know, he didn't, he didn't really have a big return. He had one okay return, but he didn't have a big return. Mason Crosby misses a field goal. But more importantly, we cannot get the ball in the end zone. And if we get the ball, and sorry, I've, a couple times during this recording, I've hit, I've hit the table as I've been moving my hand to talk. And so if you hear that, that, that's what that is. But if we get the ball in the end zone, that's a completely different game for any number of reasons, right? If we get the ball in the end zone, we go up big. It forces Jared Goff to pass the ball. There's no running game. Jamal Williams is kind of a non-issue in the game. You take him out of it, right? You force Jared Goff to pass the ball. And don't get me wrong, Jared Goff has had a great second half of the season. 
very efficient with the football. And there's a possibility that Jared Goff could have moved the ball against us and beat us. And tip the hat to him if he does. But the truth is, we had to get the ball in the end zone. And if we go up big, Jared Goff, like I said, no run game. Uh, stay, you know, it the the entire way that the Lions play that game has changed, right? So we go up big, we force him into passing situation, and most likely, I I think we we are good enough to win that game. But then even even more so, we go up big. Dan Campbell decides. I don't want to risk injury. I'm no longer going to try to win this football game because there's no we're not going to the playoffs. This is the end of our season. There's no point of risking my player's health. And so maybe he calls it in early, right? We go up big. We, we get the ball in the end zone and we go up big. It's just the whole tenor of the game is is completely changed but we fail to do that and we're finally driving to the end of the half and Aaron Jones fumbles the ball and this is a problem for Aaron Jones he has proven that he has a problem fumbling the football and you look at that play that play the entire momentum of the game shifted on that play Aaron Jones fumbles the football this drive to go up possibly 17 to 6 I believe at that point is over and the entire momentum of the football game shifted we are finally moving the ball and and that that isn't to say we moved the ball up and down the field on them the biggest problem in the game Aaron, I'll get to Rodgers here in a minute. I was, he's a, he has an issue, and that's an issue separate of itself. But the biggest problem of the game was our offensive line. Our offensive line, you talk about all the problems rearing their ugly heads again in this game. The offensive line was horrible in this game. The offensive line that had played really well, really since the Commanders game, just played, came out and laid a goose egg in this game. They looked freaking awful. And if your offensive line can't control the game... Quarterback doesn't have time. He can't establish a run game. can't pass the ball. I understand that. The O-line was pitiful in this game. You Like, I am going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I am going to get to that in a moment. But the offensive line was the beginning. We needed the offensive line to play well, and they did not play well at all. And that was a the, the problem in the game. The biggest problem in the game, I think, other than... Roger, we'll get to Rogers. Was the O line unable to make any sort of impact in the football game? And let's go to the defensive side of the football. Defense held um, St. Brown to. He was 6 for 9 for 49 yards. Jared Goff had an 85.9 quarterback rating. And then Swift was 7 carries for 61 yards. Those numbers are good enough to win the football game. Those numbers are... You you hold a team to 20 points. You hold... 
their best players to those numbers other than Jamal Williams who had a big day, those numbers are good enough to win the football game. It goes back to the offense, the offensive line, and Aaron Rod- the offensive line first and foremost, and then Aaron Rodgers, who played a horrible game overall. Did not not his worst day, not his best day, but he at the end of the game, game in the line, threw the ball up for an interception, threw it up for who knows, you know, a fan in the in the stands to catch that football. That was horrible. And much like the Favre play to end his career in Green Bay, where Ryan Grant's wide open over the middle for a first down, Robert Tunyon, if you go back and look at that play, had broken open, and it would have been a first down if he passed the ball to Tunyon. So, and I get he had pressure, but still, that was horrible. So let's go, let's turn, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Talk about Aaron Charles Rodgers. At this point, it's the literal definition of insanity watching Aaron Rodgers play football for the Packers in January. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results. I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm not a Rodgers hater. But... It is time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I said this last year. It is beyond time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I have no reason to think that he can win in Lambeau Field in January anymore. You go back to the San Francisco game. That was comedy bears from everyone so you can't you can't just necessarily put that loss on Aaron Rodgers. The Niners were the much better team that year. But let's go back to Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers, let's get an NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. He's been harping on and on about it. NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. It's like Reggie White when he looked at the uh, Cowboys sideline and said, you come to Lambeau. Well, the difference between Reggie White and Aaron Rodgers, when the Cowboys came to Lambeau, we beat them 45-17. to when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came to Lambeau in the NFC Championship game, championship game Rodgers played a horrible game. He had a bad, you had a, a bad interception to Lazard that was probably defensive pass interference. Well, it was defensive pass interference, but it didn't get flagged. And then Kevin King falls down and gives up that touchdown at the end of the half. But the truth of the matter is the defense gave the ball back to Aaron Rodgers three times. Three freaking times at the end of that game. Three turnovers. And gave him an opportunity to win that game. Handed the ball back to Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. At home. Giving him a chance to win the football game. What did he fail to do? He failed to win the football game. And when that game happened, I was kind of in the minority of saying, you know, there's a lot of other factors. Kevin King. You know, all these other factors in the game. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is that we... Aaron Rodgers was harping on and on about getting a game at home. Finally give him a game at home, and he fails to win the game at home. It was an unseasonally warm day in Lambeau Field, so the cold didn't play a factor. What happened? Aaron Rodgers failed to win a game, and instead of running the football at all, we just throw the ball around the yard. Some of that obviously goes back to the floor, too. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But... This is Aaron Rodgers. We expect him to win this football game, and he did not win the football game when it came down to him. 
last year, the offense played absolutely horrible against San Francisco. The defense holds the team to 10 points, 13, 13 points at the end of the game to, you know, to win the game with a field goal. But throughout the entire game, the defense holds the, holds the San Francisco 49ers to 10 points. And our offense, Aaron Rodgers, is not good enough to put up 14 points to win that win the game. Come on. Say, so, I mean, you you look at that. He looked old. We talked about last year. I talked about last year on the podcast. He looked old and cold. Old man Winter, no old man Rogers out there. He looked awful out there. He just he looked like he didn't want to be there. It was, and you look at that, and you're like, okay, it's time to move on. Instead, Packers hand him fifty million dollars, fifty million dollars to this man to win the football game against the freaking Detroit Lions. And what does he fail to do? Fails to win the football game. Here's the thing. He didn't lose the game for us, but he did not win the game for us. And we're paying him $50 million to win that game for us. So, I understand there's other factors at play. I talked about them. talked about the other factors. But the fact of the matter is when the game came down to it and the drive was the ball was in Aaron Andrews' hands to drive down the field and win the game, he threw the ball up and threw a terrible pass for an interception. That is that was the definition of hero ball out of Aaron Rodgers. The absolute definition of hero ball was the end of that football game. And I'm so sick of watching that. I'm just so fed up with watching that and I love Aaron Rodgers. I love what he did for the franchise. He brought a he brought a Lombardi Trophy back to Green Bay, back to Titletown. I love it. I love I've loved watching him play. I've got his jersey. Uh, I've got his poster on my bedroom wall. Uh, or you know, my wife permits it. I've got a, a framed poster of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I I love I love Aaron Rodgers, but it is absolutely beyond time to move on from him, and quickly. Before I get out of here, let's go to the contract. Let's go to Rogers' watch a little bit. I don't want to touch too much on Rogers' watch because it's going to be a long off season. There's a lot of speculating that we can do right now that we we just don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I am a little bit. Disheartened to feel to hear. I mean, I guess Gudikins isn't going to say we're going to move on from him, but I, I, it is time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And I, you know, I, I kind of hope that I, I kind of wish that Gudikins and the Packers would just say it's time to move on, but I, I know that's not going to happen. But realistically, it's time to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So. This is the structure of... And Gudikins has to face the music here because this is a terrible structure to this contract. But I'm sure some of you have seen it, but I want to talk about it. The... We are going to owe Aaron Rodgers, if he retires this year, we owe him $40.31 million. So we already owe him that. If he retires, we could spread that out if he retires after June 1st of 2023. But they knew that the, they knew this cap hit was coming. 
they knew that this dead cap space was coming when they when they gave Rodgers this deal. And if he retires in 2023, it's $68.21 million. In 2024, it's $76.8 million. That is just absurd. These numbers, when you look at them and you think about the team as a whole, Brian Gutekind absolutely tried to have his cake and eat it too with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and he has to answer for this terrible contract structure that he has given the Packers in this dead cap space that only gets bigger every year. This is the year to move on from Aaron Rodgers, to either trade him or for him to retire. I could see him going to Pittsburgh, and I don't think he wants to hurt the Packers I think, you know, he goes to Pittsburgh as an AFC opponent, Mike Tomlin. I think there's a lot of appeal there. It's an opponent the Packers would hardly ever play. Obviously, the NFL would make it happen where we play where we would play one another, but it's. I think that would be a good landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. I think, I think he wants to leave on somewhat amicable terms with the Packers. He doesn't want to hold us hostage. I do believe that, although... Sometimes, it, although it it it's gonna be interesting to see how long he does let some of this drag out because obviously this is a huge decision. So, but Gudikins, this contract, these contract terms are terrible, and I do think that Gudikins has to answer for that. So, you know, take that for what it is, and so. It's going to be an interesting offseason to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers, to see what the Packers decide to do. It's time to move on, in my opinion. It's time to turn the page. It's time to go, and it's time to start Jordan Love and start building the future with the next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. It's, it's time. And I said that last year, even more so this year, it is time for the Packers to move on. However, I don't know if he retires. I think he probably is going to come back and play. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. And there's nothing that can be done other than just holding on and waiting. And so I'll end it there. I'm not going to record for a while after this until there's some Packers news. Going to continue to watch the playoffs and watch the Super Bowl. But I'm going to... It's been, recording this year has been pretty spotty anyways with a newborn, and that's not going to get any easier. And going forward, I I don't know what the podcast exactly is going to look like. I want to keep recording as much as possible. It's just, it's, it, the, this year it was an impossibility to sit down and get two episodes out a week like I did last year during the season Obviously, I want to come talk about the draft. I want to come talk about you know whenever Rodgers makes a decision. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's just it's just a matter of sitting down and finding time to record. Thank you so much for bearing with me through everything. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Please go rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please go rate this podcast on Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at capital P F O. Lorcas NLY Packers fans only on Twitter. 
Until next time, carry that G. Go Pack Go. And have a good one. Thanks for listening.